0: Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by GetX. GetX features a full line of dial-in markers, burnout guard, and paint protection, and recently has introduced their brand new racetrack-approved hand sanitizer. Find all your GetX products at your favorite retailer. For your dial-in, paint protection, and now personal germ protection needs, GetX has you covered. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. Welcome to the show, guys, girls. Today's episode number 46. It's the second week of June 2020, and... uh guys, girls, the world keeps getting crazy. If the Rona wasn't enough, if the riots weren't enough, if those volcanoes and murder hornets were not enough, get this. There are nuclear forest fires in Chernobyl, Russia. So add that to your mix. If you had nuclear forest fires on your 2020 bingo card, you can mark that off right now. It is all true and it is all craziness. So Hang in there. I know everybody is dealing with these stress levels just a little bit different than others. And, man, we've all got it coming at us. So what I would tell you, and this is what I'm going to try to do myself, is that uh, I'm giving everybody just a little bit of leniency. Um, People are saying and doing things they probably wouldn't do just comes to the stress level. So guys, girls, hang in there. Um, We will all get through this together and get back to racing as we have Um, and with that, there is actually some really good positive news. Last night, Keith Haney in the Midwest Pro Mod Series announced that the top dragster and top sportsman categories will now have a championship fund for the series. So that is uh, breaking news as of less than 24 hours ago. Um, it's it's not huge money yet, but uh, Keith said he's working on it, and um, I know that if that's what he says he's doing, he's going to keep doing it. So there's now money for the champion and runner-up of both top sportsman and top dragster categories for the season championship in Midwest Pro Mod Series. Additionally, they're going to now keep national records. So Drag Illustrated will do the honors, but if uh, you're a guy who likes to get that pole position, that will be recorded for the history books moving forward, and that's a big, big step. For the series, and that's a big, big step for top sportsmen and top dragster. So, um, given that good news, we're going to keep after it. We're going to talk some drag racing, and today I have really two great guests. I have two guys that have really been innovators in the sport here as of late, and I'm excited to each have uh, these guys on today. So, first of all, we'll have Bob Henry. He is a top dragster standout and really a guy who is pushed the envelope, and done a really excellent job on the marketing front and bringing corporate sponsors to our classes. So we're going to have Bob, and we're going to him, talk to him a little bit about that. And then also we're going to have Kyle Riley of SFG Productions, a guy who is really a game changer in the big money bracket racing scene. And I'm really excited to have him on and talk uh, his latest edition, which is adding top dragster and top sportsman to his million-dollar racer. I checked that. The JEGS $1.1 million race coming up here in a couple of weeks. So, guys, uh, I can't wait to have them on, so let's get to it. Get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show. Make your commute, clean the shop, work on the rig or whatever. Metaphorically speaking, get your helmet on, get strapped in, because here we go. Okay, let's make a pass. Let's get them hot. Let's put this thing in the water box and talk about the hot topics of the day. And guys, girls, I think it's time to do it. I think it's finally time to light this fuse and really, really talk about a hot topic that we all kind of uh, talk about um, and is desperately begging to be discussed. And that is this, what is the best power adder? For top sportsman top dragster so in recent years all the major power riders have been in in play and i would even start with uh not necessarily power riders but the big cubic inch naturally aspirated motors the 903s and the 959 cubic inch motors are getting more popular so we've got to talk about that as a big cubic inch dudes then you add the nitrous oxide guys um, which are prevalent everywhere and of course sandy wilkins um, uses to win his 2019 top sportsman championship so he's a he's a nitrous guy so that certainly is a proven method that way the screw blowers are absolutely nasty and are tried and true and then the centrifugal superchargers like Procharger and vortex superchargers are making huge power They're making it easy, and they're making it consistent. So they're gaining a lot of popularity. And then there are the turbos. Um, They are quiet, and they are absolutely deadly when it comes to the top end. So we have a lot of different options in our classes uh, to make power and decide which way you want to do it. They all come with some positives. They all come with a little bit of drawbacks. But give the powers to be some credit for keeping ProMod – uh, which, you know, uses all of those uh, power adders somewhat even with all the different variations of how to make power and when it comes in. So, you know, that said, I like that we don't have to worry about it uh, and keeping it even in our classes. We can just let people do what they do and then get out of the way once the qualifying ladder has been set. You know, I understand that there are weight breaks and truthfully, I'd like to see the minimum weights go away as it? is ultimately a bracket race at the end of the day so um you know i'd I'd like to see those be a little less important overall but um it is time to state your case get in and let me know why you think a particular power adder is best and or why you chose the adder that you did and i know this could get out of control but, uh, the way my mind works is that I, I can make a case for each of them, right? I can, I can make a legitimate case for each of those versions. Uh, so I'm going to do something that I never do. And that is say that I don't have the answer. Uh, so I want your opinion. So get in, you can hit me on the Facebook, you can hit me on Twitter, or you can send me an email at fast brackets at com. But, uh, yeah you know, I don't know. send me a smoke signal. you can use carrier pigeons, whatever it is, but I want your feedback um if you have been wanting to get on the show or be involved with it at all um now is your time and really this this is your show these are this is for uh the inner realm so to speak of top sportsmen top dragster participants and or fans so now is your time. I want to hear your opinion. Uh, so get in and give me some feedback, and let's start the discussion. I know everybody will have an opinion, but I want yours. All right, let's put this thing in the beams presented by this is ThisIsBracketRacing.com. On with us now is a guy who came on episode number 19, the U.S. Nationals Top Dragster Live Show. So if you have not listened to that, stop right now, stop what you're doing, and go listen to that. It'll give you a little bit of background on uh, our guest right now. But he is also a former big-dollar bracket racing hitter, and he is currently sitting number one in the top dragster standings for the Midwest Pro Mod Series. Welcome back to the show, Bob Henry.
1: Hey, thank you very much. Good to be here.
0: Bob, um, I'm glad to have you back. But uh, since since you were on over the U.S. Nationals, Tell us about how your season finished up last year and and how that went.
1: So uh, the U.S. Nationals could have went a little bit better than I wanted, but we ended up going out at eight cars. We blew a head gasket, so that took us out at eight cars. Uh, and of course, Rusty went on to win. So it was a good showing for us. It was good to be a part of that show. You know, I think it was separated by a tenth or twelve or something like that from first to thirty two cars. So crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was fun to be a part of that deal. It was you know it was kind of a history making event. I think it actually drew a lot of fans then now uh, to see what we really do in this top dragster and top sportsman stuff.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think um, you know there was a, a really a big anticipation about what that bump spot was going to be, and you know how that was all going to shake down. And and I, I think you're right. There was more eyeballs than normal.
1: Yeah, I mean the NHRA. I think it even amazed them a little bit of the interest that came out about it. The biggest, the most amazing part of it, I think was all everybody who predicted, including myself, it was we were all wrong. It was a tighter field than any of us predicted. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Um, everybody kind of went in and then went, "Oh wow, we better tighten this thing up." So yeah, it uh, it, it made for a great show, and I truly don't expect it to be. Uh, you know, I just expect it to be crazier this year.
1: Yeah, it could. It very well could be. Well, obviously, there's a lot more fast cars out there now. Uh, you know, everybody's putting blowers on their car. You know, the Vortex and Pro Chargers and things like that. And that's really changed the game on what we do.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you're you're one of those guys, right? You've uh, yes, you've got Vortex on board.
1: Yeah, Vortex been great for us and and support us wonderfully and uh you know of course we got the whole tech department behind us and things like that we've got a great program so you know uh it's the same program that won the top director world championship in danny nelson's car so it's the same thing
0: yeah you, you got good equipment and uh good people behind us, so it uh that's that's all very very important um speaking of the hot rod um why don't you tell us a little bit did you make any changes thing over the winter um did you make yeah. any
1: just slightly. So obviously we found that we had a head gasket problem, and when we started researching that, the wire that was that, that goes around there to seal that block up was sunk too far down into the block. So we mm-hmm. remachined that, raised that wire up so it could seal that, that block up, and so we got rid of our head gasket issues. The only thing I can see that we probably will change in the future uh, is we'll probably go from a steel block to an aluminum block, and that'll give us an extra tenth uh, instead of running eight, you know, low 80s. We can run low 70s or maybe 60s with an aluminum block.
0: Just taking weight out of it is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that hundred pounds difference.
0: And I know there was kind of a stigma years ago about how you couldn't quite make the same power with an aluminum block as you can with a steel block, but that has largely gone away. In your, uh, is that your opinion as well?
1: Yeah, you know, you still hear, you know, you talk to these engine builders which i am not but you talk to these guys and they talk about you know the steel motors will seal up a little bit better but with the horsepower and the blower technology that we have now today you know we can just turn it up a little bit more if it ain't what we want <laughs> right. you know, we'll just turn it up
0: right just turn the turn the knob let's go yeah um well, I, I like it um so that was really the thing so you you did a little block work and everything else was pretty much uh good to go this for this year
1: yeah we found uh we found where we wanted to be, the sweet spot where we wanted to be, and it's, it's running nice and easy on itself. And uh, we, we uh, you know, we came out this year and qualified first and third in the Midwest Pro Mod Series, so that, that's respectable. So I think we're we, our program's where we needed to be. I don't think we'll always be the fastest guy. You know, you got Philip Oakley out there who's just lighting up the world with his stuff. And, right. And Jimmy Sackovich is crazy fast. So I don't know that we'll always be the fastest, but I think we'll probably be in the top five most of time.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um when I, I appreciate you coming on today because what I think you've done probably as well as anybody in our classes is bring some major sponsorships to fund your ride or at least a portion of it. And, and you just in, unveiled a new sponsor last week. Um, can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so Reading Truck Group uh, just came on board last week, uh, which I'm extremely excited about. And what they do is they make uh, truck bo- service truck bodies. So okay. their their corporate headquarters is out of Reading, Pennsylvania. And you might see it on some of those ATT t trucks or some of these other service trucks that are around around there. It's got Reading on the back of the tailgate.
0: Okay, right. So, so they make those bodies, which we see everywhere, actually.
1: Right, exactly. So, yeah, they're they're all over the place. So, you know, it's fun to be a part of that and uh, you know, it's a it's a sponsorship that I'm sure is just going to grow and grow. We've got big plans.
0: Yep, so the, so you just um rewrapped the the ride and unveiled that and then you've kept your other sponsors as well, correct?
1: Yeah, so we haven't lost anyone. Airgas is still a big major part of our operation and 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 so is a host of other other sponsors that we have uh i I it's been a long time since we've lost a sponsor um i mean years and years, so that's the whole key to the thing. Don't lose anybody and
0: gain more <laughs> right right This doesn't get any cheaper, does it?
1: No, it doesn't
0: it doesn't and I think you've done like i said you've you've done a really nice job with that bringing corporate sponsors to the table and I think at, you know I've said this on the show before, but drag racing has an opportunity here Um we're outside um more and more of the data says you know being inside and kind of in closed quarters can get you sick and it's less and less being outside so i think we have a real opportunity um and to bring these outside sponsorships but you've been doing this sponsorship game for a really long time i mean um and you mentioned last time you were on the show that Doug Herbert kind of took you under his wing got the ball rolling for you uh talk to us a little bit about that and what what he taught you from day one so
1: yeah, this is back in probably right around the year 2000, I believe. Um, I was new into drag racing, trying to do it full time, you know, that kind of thing, and, and and do all the big money bracket racing and the thing. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to fund this thing and, you know, help myself get to these races and such. So I had had a few conversations with Doug's marketing team and stuff, and I was buying my parts from them already. And uh, and it's it started out small and you know it was just really a discount on parts so the biggest thing I learned from that though was the discount on parts absolutely anything you do it all helps it adds up at the end of the day yep. where you save money it helps so a little bit here adds up to a lot later so anyway I wasn't saving a lot of money I, I'm just a ballpark probably 10 to 15 percent, or getting it at his cost in most cases I think but it gave me two more opportunities that I wasn't planning on that actually kind of laid the groundwork for me going forward. One was it gave me an opportunity to be close to Doug and see his professionalism and how he carries himself and how those deals actually go down and, and, and those kinds of things. The second and most important thing that I learned is it's not all about what comes from the company. Uh, it's also about what you get in directly, which was – doug herbert's name on my car yeah so having doug herbert's name on my car opened up the next opportunity for me which was lucas oil okay. so uh i was sponsored by them for quite a while uh, and that's what opened that door and then having lucas oil opened up the door for renegade fuel and it just starts to snowball
0: yeah that uh it's the old your reputation precedes you right <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So if if people, um, if they believe that you're with quality people, then more quality people are going to, uh, be attracted to that.
1: Absolutely. You know, and and it, you know, and there's, and what I've always had for me is, you know, all these presidents of these companies or, or whatever, you know, they enjoy coming to the racetrack and they enjoy what I bring to the table for them. When I'm not working in my regular job, I'm working for them. You know, I'm either selling Mickey Thompson tires or Renegade Fuel or pushing Vortex superchargers, you know, it's a 24-7 job.
0: Sure. Remind us what you do, uh, quote-unquote, 9 to 5. So 9 to 5, now I am the
1: plant manager for Reading Truck Body here in Claremore, Oklahoma.
0: Okay. All right. So you got first hand knowledge of it then?
1: Yes. So I did. So that's a pretty good, that's probably the easiest marriage I've had. in <laughs> Right. They, yeah.
0: They know why you're asking off for work, right?
1: exactly it all works together and, and i'm really not asking off for work actually i'm actually working just a different part of the job
0: Ed, that is so true that's uh that's that's a that's a great point um so you kind of got doug's kind of uh initial push but th- this has gotten a um so much more sophisticated here in, in recent years and and then also tougher uh the spring with with not being able to race so Maybe talk us through a little bit about what you do here or have done in the recent years and then what you did to kind of help the sponsors know that you were still working for them, even though there wasn't a race to go to.
1: Yeah. So, you know, so one of the things is that uh, being flexible, I think, is the most important thing. And having, having sponsors and marketing partners that are flexible with me, it just works much better that way. Uh, I, I really, neither side really ever draws hard lines on things. There's been times in the past where, you know, we had a year where we blew up three motors and it got financially difficult, you know, to make all that happen. And I could call one of my sponsors and say, listen, I'm, I'm tight. I know I'm not due to get a, a, a payment for another month or whatever, but I need to put this thing back together. Then they would step up and send me a check. So, you know, that kind of stuff. So in this, in the reverse is happening this year money's tight for some of these companies. And, you know, they said, hey, you know, we still want to support you, Bob, but, we're, you know, we need to get this thing rolling again. And, you know, we'll catch back up with you later on in the year. And which was fine with me, too. You know, it's hard, but, you know, you do what you have to do.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. it, And I think that is the biggest thing that I realized throughout this process, and you certainly understand, is that this is a two-way street. Um, they certainly have to see the ROI on their side, and man, you, you got to be a partners. I mean, we always talk about uh, marketing partners, but that is yeah. so so true.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. So in the threading deal that we have here, it just it fits drag racing so well. It uh, here train in the background. Sorry about that, <laughs> but anyway. It fits it so well, you know, most of the car customers and things here at Reading Truck Body all own, either own their own businesses or are associated some way with construction or service industries because, you know, a lot of drag racers, you know, have, you know, auto shops, different types of businesses that this really fits in. Landscaping even. I talked to a guy last week about landscaping. He said, man, I really need a new truck body. You know, he said, can you check that out for me? I said sure, you know. So it's already starting to catch on on week one. So I'm interested to see how well it does as it as this thing grows.
0: Uh, that's huge. That that is really huge. And uh, I know, I know you you'll figure it out for them um, and for you. But uh, yeah, that that's a really good point. And that we have a lot of small business owners in our industry, and you know, a lot of it is um, construction or Whatever it might be, but we need those truck bodies. So, yeah, I think it's a great fit, and I think you know guys like yourself that are putting those pieces together are really really important.
1: Right, and you know, drag racers are a very loyal bunch. They yeah. buy from who supports the industry more probably than anybody else I've seen. Yep,
0: yeah, that's a, that's a big big part of it. Is um, there is that loyalty. And it's, I, I don't know what it is about us, but we are, we are more a loyal folk and, uh, it's ingrained to us to be good to the people that are good to us. Right. Well, um, let, where can, um, fellow racers go? Cause I know you do a nice, uh, online presence and where can, uh, fellow racers or potential sponsors go to check out you and Bob Henry racing.
1: So you can go to the first place is the website, which is Bob Henry dot Okay. Uh, on there and i would you know i get a lot of questions about sponsorship how do you get there what do you do gonna kind of, if i was someone trying to get started in something like that i would check out my website you know there's uh, the whole layout is in that website how you how you lay it out what you how you can sell yourself basically different parts of the car it's all cut up into pieces all kinds of things are there for information for people to get started yep. the other way you can get me is uh Bob Henry at uh, bobhenryracing at yahoo dot com. So if you want to um, send me an email, ask me questions or whatever, I'd be more than glad to, really to answer those for you. And then, of course, there's Bob Henry Racing uh, Facebook page, and then my personal page, which is just Bob Henry. Uh, half the time it's filled up, filled up with friends, and but every now and then one falls off in his room, or, <laughs> and I get you in there. So
0: you're a popular guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's getting that way a little bit anyway.
0: Right. Um, all right. So what what does the the schedule look like for, for you this year then? So it's a our mixed up.
1: Main focus. We've got two really main focuses that we're after. The the number one is we're gonna we wanna win that Midwest Pro Mod uh, championship this year. We're poised to do it. Um, our you know, our program I'm proud of where it's at. I think it's it's gonna be a hard one to beat, uh, especially with the sport we have now. And then our second priority would be to get back to the U.S. Nationals and win that dude. We made a good showing. We had a little issue, so we need to f- fix that problem.
0: Gotcha. So I can count on seeing you again uh, in Indy and in Labor Day?
1: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's the intent to be there. Uh, we had we broke a rod last week that we're getting pistons uh, for right now. Hopefully we get them quickly. Uh, and my, my fine friend, Philip Oakley is, uh, working diligently to try to make that happen with diamond. So if anybody has ties to diamond, call them and tell them, <laughs> please send Bob's sister.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Get them, get them going a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this, uh, you've been doing this a long time and you've, you have have a unique perspective uh, from both bracket racing and the top dragster side. If you had a magic wand um, and you can make the sport better, what would what would be the one thing that you'd change? Um, and again, not because things are tragic in any way, but we're always trying to get a little bit better.
1: Right. I think where we, my honest opinion, where we're missing the boat right now is educating fans or, or not fans, but prospective fans that know, don't know anything about drag racing. So back in the day when I was a young boy, I used to remember the radio commercials come on. It would say, Sunday, 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 right. be there, you know, blown alcohol drags or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's exciting even on the radio. But yeah. today you don't hear that so much. You see a lot of social media advertisements and things like that. But I don't know that that draws people in like that does. And then when we get people, just like these top dragster events, we need to educate them a little bit about, you know, what's really going on in a top dragster and top sportsman race. What's really happening is these guys are going over 200 miles an hour, looking at each other, not straight ahead.
0: Right. That's a. And when I explain that to my non-racing friends, they look at me like I've got four heads. They're like, "What are you talking about? You're not." looking straight ahead when you're going that fast. You know, they don't do that when they're going down the highway.
1: Yeah. And I, and they always ask me, so, well, how do you, know, how do you drive that thing that fast at 200 some miles an hour? I said, I don't know. It's usually over when I open my eyes. So
0: <laughs> There you go. Well, Bob, I appreciate you coming on today, man. Um, I, I've always enjoyed our conversations and, uh, and I wish you well this year as you go, chase that midwest pro mod series championship and uh as it turns out i'll see you in st louis in a couple of weeks so excited to do that
1: all right sounds good thanks for having us i uh, appreciate that one last thing i want to thank all my sponsors which: mickey thompson tire air gas renegade fuel and oil vortex superchargers sliger mechanical and of course reading truck group
0: i like it i like it um yep uh, they've all been a big help to you i know and um and I know you appreciate him as well. So that was uh, that was our guy, the guy who is sitting number one in the top dragster standings for the Midwest Pro Mod Series, currently Bob Henry, if you need him. Today's Half Track Report is brought to you by com. Man, in these times, it seems like there are lots of lawsuits being thrown around. So do not forget our good friend, Ed Harney at Drag lawyer.com. He ha- has a lot of experience in the legal world and can help. So uh, if you need him, Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com is your guy. Um, so when it comes to um, big races, this is a big. This last weekend was big for us because the NHRA – got back at it. They had two divisional events, one in Atlanta for the Division II race, one in Tulsa for the Division IV race, and it shook down like this. In Atlanta, there were 26 cars competing in top dragster. Your number one qualifier was Steve Fur. Steve goes 6'11", with a 7 at 227 miles an hour for the top spot. But ultimately, in the winner's circle is Robert Houston. Robert Houston ran wayne landry in the final and robert houston was deadly he was 008 on the tree dead eight for a 16 pack total which was just too tough for wayne landry so houston gets his six lucas oil drag racing series wally and fourth in top dragster so congrats to robert houston on the top sportsman side there were 19 cars your number one qualifier in atlanta was jackie bennett Jackie goes 663 with a 4 at 212 miles an hour to claim the top spot. Your winner was William Simmons over John Taylor. William Simmons has dialed 678 in the final and had a nice reaction time advantage that he used to secure uh, his win in his first final round and then also got his first top sports sportsman Wally. So nicely done, William Simmons there. Now we go to Tulsa. That's the Division IV race, the NHRA side. And on the top dragster side, we got 32 cars. So that was an, a nice field there. Your number one qualifier, you've heard him here before, Steve McDermott goes 6'10 with a three at an easy 229 miles per hour. Uh, the bump was Tanner Theobald, and he was 6'88. So really nice field in top dragster at Tulsa there. Your winner was Darian Bosch over. The number one qualifier, Steve McDermott, in the final. Darian is 22 to McDermott's 35 on the tree. And Darian secures that window for his second Lucas Oil Drag Racing Wally of the year and third overall. Nicely done, Darian. Um, And my man kept it rolling on the top sportsman side then um, and became the number one qualifier in top sportsman. So he's doing double duty as he always does wins on the top dragster side gets the number one qualifier on the top sportsman side there were 26 cars there but darian 621 and his jerry haas camaro uh could not be topped for the poll um they had a nice nice class there with 26 cars and the winner ultimately is glenn wright over matt driscoll glenn wright has a reaction time advantage and earns his second lucas oil drag racing series wally so uh Congrats to everyone at Tulsa. Nice weekend from Darian Bosch there and a really good turnout in Tulsa on both classes. Now, next week we will be bringing you the results from Darlington in the PDRA race there. That is good news there. They're allowing fans there, at least I think half full of fans there. Um, so that's, that's really good news. And at least as we record this, that's the message that they're going to release and allow fans at the track. So that's good news. We will also have the division six coverage of the at Pacific raceway in Kent, Washington. So good luck to all the competitors going East to Darlington and West to Kent, Washington. Whoa, let's get out of the groove here for just one second. Uh, not too far out, but uh, let's bring on the CEO of, of SFG productions. The proprietor of the Jag's $1.1 million race, Kyle Riley. Kyle, how are you today, my man? I'm
2: fine. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. I am excellent. But uh, I wanted to have you on because you are doing some groundbreaking stuff here in terms of drag racing in general and specifically top and top dragster. So before we get into this stuff, um, I want you to take us all back. Uh, can you take us way back and talk to us about how you got involved with drag racing originally yes
2: well my dad used to drag race um way back in the 60s at um the same U.S. drag strip near gary indiana okay um, and i was born in 1970 so i've been going to the track since since i was a baby yep
0: (laughs) Yep. um and then so you were kind of born into it like a lot of us were
2: yes yes that's how i got to start and going and just watching and um, up until the point when I got old enough to try and start racing myself.
0: And what was uh, what was the first ride you had, Kyle?
2: The first ride I had, I used to race at Great Lakes Dragway in Wisconsin, and it was a 77 Chevy Monte Carlo, just street-driven. I used to race in the street class and had um, quite a bit of success with it.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, so you kind of started there, and then now um, you've kind of, man, Really, you've taken the reins of this thing and really run with it on the promotion side. So talk to us about how you made the transition from you know, driver to to promoter. How'd that, how'd that all shake out?
2: Well, um, it was nothing that I never liked. I, I never wanted to be a promoter. I was always wanting to be on the other side of things, but um, the the title SFG, came, um, it, it stands for Sent from God. And basically that's what it was. It was a godsend. It was just one night. um, Woke up out of my sleep. Like it was, I'll never forget it. It was in December of 2015. um, Like maybe one, two in the morning. And this vision just came to start promoting. And, And from that night, I took it and ran with it and left my wife upstairs in the bed, went down to the computer room and From that day to this one, it's been full-fledged, you know, nonstop promotions. You know, just looking at different flyers when I first started, looking at all the different races, watching Motor Mania, looking at everything I could on the bracket race scene, and it led up to this.
0: So you're sleeping one night, you get woke up, and now, um, you know, five years later, you're promoting the largest bracket race uh, purse in the history of the sport man like that is nicely done brother that is nicely done yep
2: it it all started with this vision and um the very first race was Piedmont North Carolina in July of 2016 and the first very first race I did was um the format was 50,000 to win each day um, which was unheard of at the time and still haven't been done by nobody other than us. Oh, the, the original million is, um, adapted that concept. They're going to do it this year in Montgomery. But until that, we would have only wanted to do 50,000 a day. Um, so what we did, um, we required a hundred dollar deposit to lock in your spot. We was taking 450 spots. And, um, once we put it on sale, it sold out in four days. Very first race, See. we sold it out in four days.
0: So you figured out pretty quick that uh, people people like the opportunity to win life changing money,
2: right? And at a, at a at a price that you could afford because the three fifties we we priced it at seven hundred and fifty bucks, which was very cheap compared to what a lot of our competitors was doing for you know basically three three twenty granders. So I mean. I was new on the scene. Some of the guys knew me from racing stock eliminator, but majority of the guys that entered that race say 85% of them never knew who Kyle Riley was. So I appreciate them. I thank God for them to trust in me. And um, those guys sent the hundred bucks to a guy that they never knew. You know, they just took a chance on me. And like I said, five years later, here we are.
0: That's that's impressive stuff, man. Really impressive. Um, but. So now coming up, um, at the end of this month or, you know, over the July 4th weekend, essentially you're, you're promoting the JEGS SFG $1.1 million race. Uh, it's, it's the largest person history. Um, talk us through, set the stage for that race a little bit. I mean, talk us uh, about what entry fees and what eliminations look like and just the atmosphere that goes on with that.
2: Well, um, after doing the race, like I said, the original race for 50-50-50 um, and got a little trust from the races. Um, now, you know, in between here, it have been some races that have failed, you know, and I think that's what ultimately led up to this because once they saw that SFG could have a few races that fail and everyone still get paid, all of our purses are guaranteed. So um, in 2017, the first race, that I had to flop was called the um, Powerball Packer Race. We guaranteed 250000 to the winner of the main event, which was, you know, by, by far the, the highest guaranteed purse at that time ever. Yep. So we we didn't get the support, and everyone was still paid. And I think that built up momentum for going forward last year in June of um 2019, we put on the SFG 500, which the winner got 525 thousand in the main event, and that race, um, the atmosphere for that one was electrifying. Once again, we we offered a um, a payment plan, and guys that paid well in advance, we're talking months in advance, they got into that race for 1100 bucks, which is amazing. Um, but but at the gate, the gate entry was 1650. We offered a special for guys that double entered. They got it for fifteen hundred an entry if they paid at the gate. And we end up setting a record for entries on that. We had seven hundred and sixteen for the weekend and six twenty five in the main event, which is incredible because all of the other mega races, if you call them moms, um, that's paying over two hundred grand, they've never had four hundred entries. And we're talking back twenty five years. And we had six twenty five. So going forward to the one point one I announced that at last year's 525, once I saw this could be done, I said, you know what, this is the perfect time. We got the world watching us. We set a record for views on MotorMania TV for a bracket race. And I announced that we're going to be paying um, a million bucks the 4th of July. And the entry for that, the early get-in entry, which I got quite a few, that's pre-entered at $17.50. Um, at the gate, the price is $22.50. And we're offering a little slight discount if you double enter, so you'll get it in 2100 entry, which will be 4200 to double. Um, got quite a few entries that's already paid in full, and actually we're a little bit ahead of pace of the SFG 500. So with that being said, we're expecting over 800 entries at this race.
0: Ooh, that's, that is awesome, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, when somebody's going to stage up, in the final for a million bucks on the line.
2: Exactly. It's going to be 1.1 million. The atmosphere will be, I mean, it's just the SFG 500, the day that we um, started, it was on a Saturday, the atmosphere, it just gave everybody chills. You know, it's like everybody was super excited and that race ran all the way from 9 AM to like 3 AM in the morning and people were still up watching it. Um, So that, that, that brought us to this year where we tweaked the format a little bit. So expecting a huge crowd, the, the weekend, basically all the races will be ran over two days. So we got 200 granders on that weekend, which um, you don't have to be in the main event to get into those. It's six ninety nine to get into them, and the format will be in those 200 granders and the 1.1. You'll start one day at 9 o'clock. You'll run first round and the re-entry round, which is the buyback. You know, you get a chance to buy back into this deal if you lose. Um, And then the following day, we'll go from second round into completion. So we look to be done before 10 p.m. every day, even, you know, no matter the car count. If we get 900 cars, we still should be done at a reasonable time, which um, the racers seem to appreciate that, as well as my crew. (laughs) Well,
0: as I get older, I appreciate that. I'm going to tell you that right now. So I mean, you've you've got this thing set up to just be a monster event, but you also then had the genius idea to add top sportsmen and top dragster to this thing. And so let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the guys and girls um, for these classes and and how this could work for them.
2: Well, I, was, uh, I I'm always constantly thinking that my crew always says I never sleep, which they're probably right. But I always wanted to incorporate. Some of the NHRA classes to SFG. So, with the pandemic coming and NHRA not racing, this just seemed like the perfect time. So, I just had to come up with some kind of idea to get top sportsmen and top dragster, which these guys are basically fast bracket cars anyway.
0: But the name of the show, baby—that's the name of the show, (laughs) fast brackets.
2: Uh, Okay, right. (laughs) So, I mean, and and these guys, you know, so they bracket races at high, but. They like. They seem to like the race against faster cars like themselves. So I said, you know what? We got a deal where we offer no box. You know, they run separate and it's down to one. I said, this may be a way to pull them over. We let those guys run separate. The winner of each one of those classes will get $10,000 as a bonus. And then they'll go right into round six or seven of the main event, depending on how many people we get to um Participate, which I've been getting a lot of calls since I announced this, and now I'm on your show, and more guys are here. So I even put a post on the SFG Promotion Facebook page maybe 30 minutes ago, and we do. I mean, I'm I'm ahead of the game. I got a third event shirt T-shirt added, and it got Top Drags and Top Sportsman cars on it. So I mean, I'm I'm ready all the way around the board. So and I put a post and said, just comment on this post if you attend on if you plan on attending. 'Cause we're gonna take pre entry for that starting June fifteenth. And we looking um we're looking to take fifty max with the forty, um the the fastest forty to qualify. So I mean it's a great deal. We got a number one qualified bonus of a thousand bucks, five hundred from S F G, five hundred from um Premier Moving out of Virginia, another race of Ray Campbell stepped up and we're expecting more sponsors to jump on this thing before the race gets here. So before it's all over, the number one qualifier may be looking at twenty five hundred, which is more than what they race for at NHRA to win the entire race.
0: Right. Yeah, and so, and you also, if I remember right, you said that the number one qualifier is going to get a buy first round too. Does that sound right?
2: It, well, um, if it's an odd number of cars, they will. But okay. I mean, if it's okay. not an odd number of cars, they will get the first buy. So, you know, as we go on throughout the round, the first bat that pop up, if we put them on the ladder, it will be designed for the number one qualifier to get a battle run. So that's one less round you got to win, chasing this monstrous person, 1.1 1. 1 million.
0: Right. And then so the top dragster cars are going to race top dragster cars, top sportsman cars are going to race top sportsman cars. Each is going to get a winner. And then do those guys, make, will that be the cut round or will do they need to win another round after that to make the cut?
2: To make the cut into the one point one?
0: Yeah. To uh, the way
2: we got it formatted split, now, I should say. The winner the winner of both of those classes, like the winner of top dragster, they will go on into the main event of the dragster category. The winner of top sportsmen will go into the door car category. So now it depends on how many cars we get. That'll depend on which round it'll be. Now if we get the forty that we're looking for, The winner of both of those classes will be going into round seven, which would possibly be the split round. And split round for those that's not familiar with that term, what it is. At that point, it should be sixteen to twenty competitors left in the entire race. So what they do, they have a drivers' meeting and they calculate all the money that's left: the one point one for the winner, the fifty-five thousand for the run-up, the semi money. They add it all into one pot. These guys start to divide this money up. So basically. It'll be about 1.2 million at this point to split up amongst 20 guys. So that's a very important round to win.
0: Yeah, so the, these guys have a chance to win a top dragster race or win a top sportsman race and be in the split round, which is huge, huge. Cash. Exactly,
2: exactly. Just... Like you can you can get into the split round. You know, if if everybody agrees to split. Now it don't have to. I've seen where some race if one racer says right. no I don't want to split. <laughs> right. got a race for it. Right. But if they do agree to split, if you lose that round, if you're top sportsman and top draft, you already got your ten thousand dollar bonus, you'll probably have another twenty five or thirty grand coming. So basically to win top sportsman and top that even if you lost the following round, you'll be looking at twenty five to thirty five thousand dollars.
0: Huge it's huge. Um, I love it. It's been what I've been banging on on this show for the last year and a half, and you did it, and I, I can't wait to see what goes down here in less than a month.
2: Yep. So, I mean, just for the guys out there that's listening uh, that will hit this um, podcast, um, if you support this race, look forward to um, a big-time top sportsman, top dragster race. Designed just for you guys where the entry won't be two thousand, of course, but you'll be racing for twenty five thousand dollars in each class.
0: Oh brother, I like it. I like it a lot. Um but before for, uh, so that's that's great stuff, and I really appreciate you uh breaking that all that stuff down for us. So um a couple things before you go. First of all, <laughs> I gotta ask you this. Will you be teching for laser beams and infrared cameras? when you get to the... There.
2: well that's that's we we had a meeting um last night in my crew, and we don't want to let anything out um but just know that we are um we are planning something you know for guys that think they could just come through here and you know be on a unlevel plan field. It won't be the case we we're, we're working hard on that that's because with this kind of money involved, I mean yeah, we know that's just how the world goes. somebody's gonna try to. And the ultimate thing that I got to work on too that we we were supposed to implement it last year at the 500, but it fell through at the end. But because it's hard to catch these things, that's yep. the first thing. That's Some right. of the things uh, that they, they spend a lot of money for the cheating devices. So you would basically have to impound the car for a couple hours. You can't catch it in the staging lanes because, of course, it's hidden well. But one way that we can we figured um, after talking to a few racers. On our flyer, in the rules, it shows that you are subject to a polygraph test, which is, you know, oh. a first and drag racist. So, okay. you know, we just got to get with the polygraph guy, which I've talked to, but he needs to know what's illegal and what's not to design the questions, you know, to ask. And he said and his, his stuff is about 90% accurate, so I, I can roll with that. I mean, if you, and basically the way it would go, if we brought you in for the polygraph, if you failed it, all the money, you will forfeit all the money you want, of course. And what we would do, we would split that money that you were going to win amongst everybody that you beat along the way. Ah. So, they you know, yeah. that I think that's a fair way of doing things. Yes,
0: agreed. Now, that's, that's good stuff. And, you know, as we get into this, the dollars that you're talking about giving out, you kind of have to do that stuff. So I know that's been a recent topic, and I knew you were on it, so that's why I didn't mind asking you.
2: Yeah, I mean, even even um, at Cedar Falls that, I, that we had a couple weeks ago, uh, like I got a few guys that texted and messaged like, man, you guys didn't tear down any cars. And I just said, you know what, we didn't at Cedar Falls, and it was because of reason. I mean, we, we didn't want to let the cat out of the bag, what we would be looking for at the 1.1. So, you know, but we will we will be checking. So we will be, you know, they – now, if you're planning on cheating here, you better be on top of your cheating game because <laughs> right. the,
0: the cheating police will be there. <laughs> I like it for sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, how can how can our racers get involved? Like where can they contact you and and get their entry fee in?
2: Um, well, for top sportsmen and top drags, like I mentioned before, um, we, we're not taking pre-entry for it until June 15th, and you can go to the website at racesfg.com and there will be a link there to click on pre-entry, and you'll see something for Top sportsmen and Top Dragster, and you will get the discounted $2,000 price, which expired for everybody else a couple of days ago, so they're dead limited to gate entries now. But Top sportsmen and Top Dragster will get the $2,000 price, and those guys, oh, this is important, those guys, um, you are welcome to race the, um, the rest of the week, you know, and you will be kept separate in any race you get into. So if say if we get ten top dragster guys in the hundred K race, you guys will be kept separate just without the bonus money. So you will be racing someone just like you. Oh, so cool. you're not limited to the one point one, you know, by no means. And oh yeah, I, I want I need to touch on this before we go. Um we a lot of guys complained about one time trial, which I understand because they're gonna be set to kill going for number one qualifier. So what we've adapted now is if you racing in any of the previous races during the week, We'll take your fastest time as your qualifying run, so you won't be limited to just one one shot. If you race during the week, you will not get that that qualifying run on Thursday night that we talked about. You know when we first announced this. So the runs that you use during the week, one of those can be used as your best qualifying run, and that that will be used to determine what your qualifying position.
0: Okay. All right. That's good to know, and um, yeah, really good to know because. That number one spot is going to have some dollars attached to it, so people are going to try to get after it.
2: Yes, yes, they are.
0: Well, nicely done, my man. Um, this is really cool stuff. In my opinion, um, this is a genius twist to something you've already got that is just absolutely a killer event. So, nicely done.
2: Okay, well, I want to end this by thanking two people. Yeah. First of all, I want to thank you, Rex, for bringing me on, and then always, I always like to thank God for giving me the vision.
0: Yeah, no, um, that's great stuff, and um, I appreciate you coming on. Good luck to you, and, um, you know, go get them here in a couple weeks. Excited for you.
2: Thanks a lot, buddy.
0: That was Kyle Riley of SFG Productions. As we hit the mile-per-hour cone, let's talk a little bit about a manufacturer or a supplier that – has really stepped up big for our classes, and that—that that is JEGS. We all know JEGS. We all understand how important they are to drag racing. But the fact that they support the JEGS All-Stars like they do is really important for our classes and, um, and really, really good stuff. But uh, the big news this week is that they have confirmed the JEGS All-Stars for the U.S. Nationals this year. So, you know, that is typically held in Chicago every year. It was moved to Indy when Chicago didn't get their national event. And, you know, they've got issues there in Chicago. There's a lot more going on in Chicago and Illinois right now. So, uh, you know, this – who knows how this thing gets resolved long-term in the state of Illinois. But, uh, you know, so potentially I guess this could be an annual thing that the JEGS would move their show to the U.S. Nationals. Who knows? Uh, But, I mean, as if – the U.S. Nationals didn't have enough writing on it already. Um, this is this is going to make that weekend over Labor Day just incredible. Um, you know, and truthfully, all the national events are going to be really interesting this year. There's going to be fewer qualifying sessions for the pros. It's going to be a day shorter than normal. No weeks off. I mean, it is really going to be interesting. But I think the twist here with this announcement is that A, the bump spots for the U.S. Nationals last year were insane. So if you're a Jegs All-Star qualifier, but you aren't in necessarily a 6'10 car on the top dragster side, do you make the haul? Do you make the haul across country or from wherever you're from uh, for one race and then maybe not qualify for the U.S. Nationals? I mean, we all like to tow once, race twice. So – You know, it's created an interesting scenario for a few people, and we're going to see how this thing plays out. Um, But we will likely, because of all this, have a historic bump spot for top dragster and top sportsman in the JEGS All-Star competition. So along with what is already going to be an insane weekend, then we're going to add this to the mix, which is a first-class show and really the, you know, Just something that's going to be wildly impressive. And I cannot wait until everybody hauls to Indy and gets it on. All right, let's bring this thing back in. Let's take a peek in the other lane or stare in the other lane like Bob Henry told us he does. Um, And take the stripe. Guys, girls, that is the show. It is time to pull the shoots on episode number 46. There it is. There's the wind light and Gloria. God, I love that. Guys, girls, we had a great week this week. Uh, a, we had no roadster talk, so that's always good. B, we got in some power adder trash talk, or at least started that, which is nice. And then we got some real nice wins for our classes, uh, so that's really good. And I, I do need to say this, because some of you need some help out there. But wearing your Fast Bracket Nation t-shirt will make you look better it just does so get at me if you want to want the hook up there and you want to get some nice fast bracket nation gear and get yourself looking good but special thanks for our guests that came on today and absolutely killed it bob henry he's a top dragster standout kyle riley from sfg productions guys girls like the show show on facebook and twitter make comments i'd love to hear from you even if it's about murder hornets and aliens i don't care I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down and travel safe.
1: My Fast cracking shirt and chicks love it.
0: I know they do. Um, it makes you look better. I don't know what to say about it other than it just does. And it even makes a guy like you look really good. It's a nice fitting shirt, too. It's comfy, man. For a very in-shape, physically fit person like myself, that's important. That That, that is so true. I've found that uh, some girls like to take it off for whatever reason.
1: You know, that live event we did last year, you had hot women handing the T-shirts out. We should do that again.
2: Deal.